What's going on, everybody? It's your boy. It's your uncle, your cousin, your nephew. It's your boy, Kirk. Give it up for the wonderful, the beautiful Vicky Logan. I hate you. <laughs> we here. We are ready. We are live. And uh, let's go ahead and put your hands together one time. Said you were gonna label those buttons. I know I forgot. Come on, put your hands together for another episode of Everything Is We. Stop. We're so excited to get started once again. Once again, here we are. And we are not torn into pieces. We are okay. whole. We are we are one. We are clothed and in our right minds. Closed in your right mind. I ain't say that. That's what people. That's what I used to think they were saying. Closed in my right mind. Um. Today we are here to talk to you guys about a very important topic because I refuse to be another teen statistic. <laughs> I refuse to be another statistic. <laughs> No, seriously, we refuse to be another statistic. Um, today, we are talking about um, men's... Well, actually, if you didn't know, we're recording this still in June. It's the last... This is recorded the on the, the last day 29th. Um, we're at the end of June now, but it's... Shout out, Grandma. It was brought... Yes, happy birthday, Grandma. Rest in heaven. Rest in heaven, Grandma. We love you. Love you. Miss uh, you. Oh, wow. Your grandma and my grandpa are both born in June. Look at that. Yep. Wow. Wow. Shout out them. Shout out to the ancestors. Uh, <laughs> I did that to be funny. I did that to be funny. Um, Insert meme. Um, <laughs> um, not for real. Shout out to the grandparents. Well, you know what? One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this was actually because of, you know, in light of just everything, honestly, um, covid um, all the people that passed last year and, you know, learning about my grandfather's health this year and my grandfather passing this year and going through that grieving process um, and even your grandmother's process and just going through all of that with her being in the hospital and us having to see her like that and all that. It just, to me, it kind of just like, it makes life more real, you know, when you realize you, you're not here forever and like your life is but a vapor. You know what I mean? For real. It really makes life real. Um, and it puts things into perspective. It's like, wow, we can actually lose people that we love because their health is not good. And like, you can pray as much as you want, but at the end of the day, God get the final say. We don't have control over anything yep. like we think we do. Um, so what we can control is how we take care of our bodies um, and how, you know, our mental health is, our physical health all of that. It's very important, right? So then on top of, you know, this month being both of our grandparents, our late grandparents' birthdays, also this month is Men's Health Month, which we did not know. Men's Mental Health Month. Men's Mental Health Month. Um, but I wanted to just talk about Men's Health Month in general or Men's Health in general. But it's ironic, not ironic, but it's just crazy because like we didn't even know that it was Men's Mental Health Month until like the end of the month we just found this out like a few days ago in the um, midst in the midst of the month that's 
supposed to be honoring fathers. Also, that father's too. Day. He, don't let my dad get started because my dad yes. already. But feels I feel like, like I feel like that kind of it. It took a. I feel like in general, just in our culture in general, men's mental health, men's physical health, just anything male has been um, put on the back burner and like diminished and like nobody talks about it. Um, and I'm just like, okay, well, you know, obviously, um, like last year was what the year of the woman, wasn't it the year of the woman last year or whatever? I mean, honestly, like our, our society as a whole, we haven't done a good job of teaching people about health in general, but specifically like men's health. I feel like it's very important because like it, I feel like black men in particular get more attacked than we discuss and in all on all fronts physically mentally just in general they're they're beat up black men are beat up and as much as we talk about black women and women in general women empowerment who's empowering the men though you know what I mean and I'm not gonna sit back and just be like oh I support women I support women empowerment whatever and not support my husband too because I'm not I'm not gonna leave him out you know what I mean like I can't just focus on me and trying to like you know, pump myself up and, oh, we need to talk about women's this and women's that. Okay, cool. But like, if we want healthy relationships with men, shouldn't we also consider them too? I feel like that's important. Um, especially if, you know, like all we talk about is, well, men are trash, men are this, men are that. Okay. But who's going to help the men not be trash <laughs> like okay so when are we gonna address their issues though because it's like we just talk about like the bad things that men do or like how they degrade women or you know whatever and then we never talk about their actual issues because men have feelings men have trauma men get abused men get treated unfairly poorly i mean they go through not all the same things women do. Obviously, they don't. But they go through their fair share of things that they don't even talk about. Most times, there's not enough, like, platforms for men to talk about these things with each other or just in general. And so I'm giving Cam this platform today because he's a man and it's his birthday month. So to round out your birthday month, <laughs> I feel like it's important that we bring these issues up because we cannot continue to just only talk about the trauma that women go through and what they have to do to make sure that they're okay, that their kids are okay. Like what about the husbands? What about the what fathers? About, what, about? what about the men that you're raising, the, the, the boys that you're raising? Like what are we doing differently to help them and give them the resources they need to thrive so that we can have healthy families so that we can have healthy black men that will be good fathers and stay in the home and not cheat on their wives and not be trash. You know what I mean? Like where do we give them that opportunity? So today we're going to talk about men's health. That's my spiel. Do you have, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to give the floor to Cameron. Come on, come on. Everybody give it up for my wife, man. Shout out to you. Listen, men, leave, you. men need love too. You know what I'm saying? They got feelings. I think, they hurt. I think what I think one of the reasons why I believe that men's mental health month was literally swept under the rug and it's it was literally an afterthought is obviously we know 
it was Pride Month. Um, it is currently Pride Month when this comes out. June will be over, but and that's the agenda that's being pushed currently, as well as you know uh, women's rights, uh, and everybody should have equal rights. Of like, course, we're not saying that women's rights are not let, important. Let's be clear. Because I know somebody's going to be like, well. Needed to, I, it needs to be said. Let's be clear. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone deserves to be treated with love and respect. Everyone. everyone. Okay. Black, white, gay, straight, male, female. Red, blue. Or, or other. And the song Jesus Loves the Little Children. Is it red, blue? Red, blue, yellow, black, and white? Or were they saying red, red and, yellow, and yellow, black, black and, and white. white? Red and yellow, black, and white. Because I've heard someone. Red, blue, yellow, orange, pink, brown. No, I've heard someone <laughs> say red, blue, yellow, black, and white. <laughs> I say red and yellow. This was a, uh, this was a particular denomination who will remain nameless. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, red. Red and yellow, black and white. Yes, they are everyone all, deserves to be treated fairly. We are all precious in his sight. Everyone just, deserves to be treated fairly. I just wanted to everyone deserves know, sing to be treated little, with the same love and respect. church nursery rhyme. So everyone deserves to have love and respect. And I believe because of the, you know, history of America and society that, you know, James Brown wrote a song, This is a Man's World, and... And so many of the uh, men of old, men of ancient history have, you know, tried to degrade women in a sense by saying men are this, men are that. And I believe there's a healthy way to state the obvious, but it's been twisted and perverted Mm-hmm. which the, everything in, has the devil loves to do right what hasn't but uh so but i do believe that we just as loud as we have to sh- shout to the mountaintops about you know equal rights for women and people of color we also need to keep that same energy in regards to the state of men today mm-hmm. and specifically men of color yes. because uh as you know I mean, even in the midst of a pandemic, we saw um, a percentage of men being attacked, Mm -hmm. being beaten, being mistreated, being mishandled, being killed, being murdered. On purpose. Live and in living color and going viral each and every week. Literally, it was like. A stretch where it was like every other week. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, you know, for those of you that watch the news, you would turn on the news, you would hear about it. For those of us that don't watch the news and we see the news that happens on social media and things like that. So we were literally being traumatized every time we got on our phones mm-hmm. via social media, via people spreading. Man, did you see what happened via text messages? I have a, a, a solid core group of guy friends and like, it would be sad. Like, every day we'd be like, hey, man, I, bro, like, I love you, bro, because you just literally you just never, never know. know. Yeah. Like, one misunderstanding, one wrong incident, uh, the the fact that men have even, men of color have even had to have specific 
training on how to handle themselves in situations where they are being pulled over by the police. Caucasian men don't deal with those things. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect that I believe is, okay, there are more women in the world than there are men. Statistically. Statistically, there are black women outnumber black men, like how much, four to one, three to one. It's a lot, right? So I believe we talked about this a while ago. For it is difficult for a young black woman to try to literally try and find a suitable helper, a mate, a, a, a potential husband, because it's slim pickings. Yeah. So that's just that's just the woman to man ratio. Then you got to factor in your preferences. Your wants, your desires. They got to have a good job. Ooh. Okay. Okay. There goes cut, cut your uh, selection in half. Oh, I want them to have a college degree. Okay. Cut your selection to have a, cut that selection in half. I mean, and the list goes on and on. I don't, I don't want them to be incarcerated. I don't want them to have this. I don't want them to have been to jail. I don't want them to have any kids. I don't, I mean, boom, boom, boom. boom. And cut, keep cutting it in half. And now, you know, what used to be, at least a half piece of pizza is now like a little slither. Yeah. You know, that you get the edge, that little edge on the crust that has just a little piece of cheese and meat on it. Like that's what you're left with. And so that's, it's difficult for the women and their pickings, but it's difficult for the men because it's like, man, like I, I get this often. People say, Cam, do you have any, you know, any relatives, any brothers, any whatever. And the majority of the people that I, that I even could recommend, they're already taken, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the relatives, is, they already taken too, pretty much. You know? So it's like, my sisters, I feel for you, but my brothers at the same time, I feel for you too, because there are so many things that are literally stacked up against us. Yeah. Factor in the things that, we may not have been taught in our homes growing up, our upbringing. Factor in that your father may not have been there. Factor in that you may have grown up in a tough situation. And just the list goes on and on. So there are so many things that men of color have had to battle and deal with in our society today. And it's nothing but the, the, the plan of the enemy from the get-go is to break up the foundation of the home so that men and women of God won't raise godly families, which then blocks us from understanding who we really are in Christ, which then blocks us from truly taking dominion and authority over the earth. That's what the Bible says. Let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. Right. You can't have dominion if you don't know you got dominion. You can't have dominion if you don't know your rightful place. If you don't know your rightful place, you don't know who's you don't know your purpose. Whose child you are, then it's it's difficult for you to walk in purpose and walk in calling and walk in the authority that God has given us. That's why that's why I, I talk so often about the culture of the world versus the culture of the kingdom. Culture of the world is to push everyone to you know, I'm not gonna say their name, but to do what you wanna do. Do what you want. Do you, boo. 
Yeah, but then you got a whole bunch of people doing what they want to do, and they're all shells of people. They don't have no purpose for what they do, what they do. They just do it because they feel like doing it. And there's no purpose to that. They have no identity. So then you got all these identity identityless people who are easy to manipulate, easy to, like, you can get them to believe anything, and now you got a bunch of zombies that'll just follow whatever agenda you put in front of them, which is where we are now currently in America, a bunch of broken people who don't have any identity and they can be easily controlled. And that's the plan. <laughs> don't get me started on my conspiracies because you know I have them. However, 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 the way we can alleviate that is by dealing with our traumas, talking about our issues, getting help, and being healthy so that your body can, one, fight the crazy uh disruptors in the air in your house around you so you can actually live long enough to see your children prosper um and then also like i said talking about your traumas dealing with your issues you know how many i'm sure there are tons of black men who are like dad said they have ptsd they do and they've never talked about it and not just not just from stuff that they've seen on social media. I'm talking about, and we've talked about, talked about this before. Obviously, you don't have to share anything you don't want to. But we've talked about this before about how a lot of black men grow up and they've experienced things. They've been abused. They've been mistreated. They've been exposed to things they shouldn't have. People have taken advantage of them, and people don't think about that. Like I think about so many celebrities. Um, I'm gonna use one for example, particularly Chris Brown, because I watched his documentary, and like it's like. People think he's a bad guy because he's just a bad guy. But like, do you know, he's, he has PTSD. He is traumatized. He was raped by a woman at eight years old. He didn't, he, and he doesn't, but he doesn't call it that. He doesn't consider that, but that's that's literally what happens. Men don't ever consider it rape if a woman takes advantage of them at an early age. They should be like, man, I had sex at an early age. Nah, bro, you got raped as a child. The older men that we may have known. They think that's cool. Uh, it's like, yeah, man, you're not a you're not a boy unless you have experienced some kind of sexual encounter, right? As a young boy. But there's so many boys that grow up thinking that that was a good thing, and then they go out, and this is why you find these dudes who just cheat and lie and act a fool and want to sleep with everything walking. They have probably been raped or molested and didn't consider that that's what that was because they've never talked to anybody about it. And it's like. Do you even deal like do you even deal with the the inner and because men I feel like it's because men can compartmentalize so easily they can push things to the back of their head and never deal with it and think they're okay. Women when stuff happens to us it's like ingrained in our brains and we can't forget about it ever. So like when we go through life we're always thinking about that one thing. So we're going to seek help because we can't hide those emotions and those feelings. We know where they come from. Like most of the time we can we can point it pointed out and be like okay this is this happened to me and I know it was traumatic and it's causing all the issues in my life we can normally even if we don't make that connection we didn't forget what happened men will literally forget what happened like they'll just push it to the back of their brain and be like yeah that happened but it didn't affect me like are you are you sure because you have 25 children and you're not married to any of those women and all of your children are going to grow up not knowing who their father is because you're just out here just doing random stuff and don't know why. Like, do you have any idea what effect you are having on the planet? You have like a whole lineage of people walking around and have no idea who they are because you didn't deal with your traumas. So yes, it's, it's so imperative for men. And I feel like there's not enough men who talk openly about like 
going to therapy or like dealing with their emotions, dealing with their traumas, dealing with the things that they went through as a kid or like even talk about their struggles or whatever. Like they just go through life, living life, thinking they okay. Yep. And I'm just like, wow. And it never dawned on me like that until I learned it was men's health month. And I'm thinking like, wow. Like I even forget sometimes like, when I be scrolling through Instagram, my whole feed is women for the most part. I follow mm-hmm. mostly women. And we talk about mental health all the time. That's why I wanted you to like kind of touch on this. I'm like, what, do y'all talk about your mental health in your men group chats? Like, do, is that ever a thing? Like, you follow a lot of men on social media. Do you see anyone ever talking about their mental health or I saw a few, anything like uh, that? One of, my, one of my buddies, he, he brought it up. And it was after I had saw someone post about it. Last week, literally the last week of June, it's like, oh, Men's Mental Health Month. And I'm like, oh, man, ain't nobody talked. I mean, no new, no major news outlet, nowhere. Uh, A friend of mine who works, you know, he's a a veteran. So he and he's in that space. So he knew about it. He was like, oh, yeah, I knew it. I knew it was. But it wasn't a, a national thing. Yeah. You know, even though it is a big deal it wasn't known like that i only saw one other person talk about it and i was like man bro he thought it was men's mental health week i said no bro it's actually the month he was like yeah i ain't even i ain't know all that and it's crazy when when i do talk to some of my guys we've we've had you know conversations in passing but like you said guys we're so easygoing sometimes where it's like we don't really get to the the meat of the matter sometimes because it's like yeah it happened but you know i'm over it but like really you're not like you're not so i'm i'm just reading a stat here it says six of every 10 men experience at least one trauma in their lives so if you know 10 men six of them have experienced trauma <laughs> i would like to think that everyone has experienced some kind of trauma in one way or another at least at least, this is at least. I feel like for black men, that's 10 out of 10. It's, it has to be 10 out of 10. And then it says PTSD can develop weeks, months, and even sometimes years after an experienced trauma and can cause that person to relive the traumatic event, avoid places or situations that serve as a reminder of it, feeling on alert or keyed up for anger. So I, listen. My dad was in the military. I have some, you know, militant ways about myself. In certain situations, I definitely go on high alert. Yeah. I'm already a very observant person, but the moment I'm put in a situation that I may feel slightly un- uncomfortable, I'm on high alert. I am, I'm like, okay, I'm like, whatever, like, I'm ready for whatever. I know some men that have experienced stuff very similar to the things that I've experienced. And they like, they will literally like, they get violent, like men, like mentally something shifts in them. They go from being like that nice loving dude that I know they are to immediately. It's like, all right. And I, and I'm talking to them like, bro, you got to chill. Like, like bro. And they're like, nah, I like it's, it's whatever. Because they have, they, they have literally the been traumatized. It's in them compartments that and, they put in the back. And of now, head. like you said, that compartment, it used to be way in the back. It used to be in the attic. 
And now they didn't brought it down. It's it's in the front door now. It's right at the front door, and they're literally ready for war. Yep. Because of things that, yeah. This is why I emphasize so much. I emphasize going back to everything we always say, emphasizing getting to know people, understanding what they've been through, talking about your issues, talking about your childhood, talking about these things, whether it be together through um, premarital counseling, couples therapy, whatever. Talking about these things is so important, and that's why I really value friendship because if you're just dating somebody romantically you're never going to get to that point where you really have these deep conversations when you're friends with someone you feel more likely to trust them and they feel likely to trust you enough to open up and share these things so that's why it's so important for you have you to have a foundation of good communication because you don't want to be six years down the line with somebody and then a compartment just pops up out of nowhere and all of a sudden they're like irrationally angry and do something crazy you know what i mean so you have to like with men it's it's harder to get to that point like women we open up easily like if we if we when we fall for somebody we just all in and we gonna say everything we gonna tell you everything and some some women don't it's not the same for everybody but like most of the time we are gonna open up at some point men are very good at not opening up (laughs) in that way like they can they can hold things back so it's like if that friendship is not there if that level of trust is not there they may not not get to that point when they need to you know so like we have to make space for them to have these conversations with you have to create an environment yes like i feel like i mean i may not be the easiest person to i mean i feel like with men you kind of don't have to do that though like i don't have to be like the soft shoulder for for you to like just open up to me you know what i mean like we cool like so you gonna you're going to tell me what it is. Like, we're not going to hide things from each other. But I feel like sometimes as women, especially black women, we can be very like hard. You said we, it. We got to do better about it. Remember, you said it. Not me. You said it. What? But you said it, though. What I say? What you just said. That's. W- I'm going to bring in a, do a little shift here. I feel like but, I don't. But you just said it. She said black women don't. I'm going to kind of put and it I can't in my own speak words. for all I can't speak for all black women so obviously this is most not everybody black, but, but just knowing the women that I grew up around my friends most black women me, don't create an atmosphere for men to feel safe or comfortable opening up about various situations like that correct traumatic situations absolutely traumatic situations especially like right? sexual stuff or anything like that and this I got to say it this is one of the things that some people feel and they feel very strongly about this, that the reasons why they don't see more black men marrying black women, because many black men feel that way and they don't want to feel like they have to have, you know, uh, a super strong. It's like the, the strong black woman complex. Yeah. Some black, some black men, they don't want that. I can I be, I used to be that way. I'm like, nah, I ain't, I ain't trying to be, I ain't trying to do, but I need, listen, I need that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because sometimes we can, I mean, in real, realistically speaking, sometimes we can be a little harsh and it's like, we expect, especially black men, we, ex, we expect men to be so strong and to kind of carry our burdens. You know what I mean? Like to be there for us, but we forget about how much we need to like be there for them because they, they need us. Like, we can't continue to bash men and say men are trash if we want them to not be trash. You know what I mean? Like yep. we, we, we give them a hard time. I feel like, um, and don't give them like 
the grace and the room to actually heal from the issues that they're acting out of. Like, when do we give them that space? Like, when do we when do we ever open up the floor and say, black men, share your heart? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel I don't see it. And if I'm wrong, you can you can correct me. I just feel like growing up, I never saw that. I always saw black men being like pretty much exploited or like you you a man. You supposed to have this together. You can't cry. You can't. That came. That also comes from black, black men too. culture. Period. Black culture. Period. Yes. So people don't feel comfortable like if I fall and bust my head because we playing football in the street. Yeah. Uh, boy, man, boys don't cry. Get up. Yeah. Suck it. Oh, OK. Suck it up. I'm bleeding from my head. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so it's like that plays a part in even as you grow older. Like you said, sometimes that that scar tissue builds up over time and years go by. And it's like, well, you didn't put that so far down in memory lane. You know, next time you do something that hurts, it's just like, oh, I, I'm not supposed to feel that. Yeah. I'm not supposed to acknowledge that I feel that because then I'm a weak man. Right. And so all of these things play a major role in how their mental plays into how they live their lives. Mm-hmm. And so if your mental is jacked up, it's going to be very difficult for your physical body to be okay. Right. And here's where I want to shift the conversation into this. I, I, many of us that have grown up in church, we, there's a saying that says you can be so spiritually minded that you're no earthly good. Yep. Some of us know it's not even that we're spiritually minded. It's that we just know so much church stuff, uh, things that men have taught us, traditions of men, things that, oh, we, you know, we don't wear, like we know so much church stuff that we don't allow ourselves to be healthy. Like mm-hmm. I know people that can quote every scripture in the Bible, but their health is terrible. What I've been preaching is, I don't want us to be so caught up in purpose and calling, but we don't take care of our physical bodies because our bodies are the agents that allow us to accomplish purpose, destiny, and calling. I can't do what God wants me to do if my body limits me from doing what God wants me to do. Yep. We need to be strong in our mind, body, and soul. Mind, body, and soul. We have to continually have our minds renewed. Why? Because we have experienced some jacked up stuff and you need to get therapy. You need to do what you need to do in the natural. You need to do what you need to do in the spirit realm so that your mind can be healthy. Right. Then we can't be so spiritual that we forget to fast, deny yourself food, deny your flesh from the things that you want to eat. And, and want to do all the time. And sometimes they don't need to just be a fast. They need to just be a lifestyle change. Come on. Somebody. Yeah. Some of us. How about we just need to eat better, period. Some of us. I, I grew up in an era where, you know, after church. You eat the worst it's, food. It's ever. soul food. Fried chicken dinners. After church. After every Sunday. And I know preachers that literally would eat that stuff. They had. I mean, some, some of them, I don't know. They had to have it. Yep. And their health 
was terrible. But I also feel like a lot of that is rooted in, it's not a church thing. It's rooted in just black people's lineage in general. We've been taught not, we've, we ate bad things because we had to, because that's all they had when we were slaves. However, as we have aged out of that, those generations of people who had to eat certain things because they had to. Now we're at a place where you actually have a little more control over things you can eat. Um, you know, we we're we're a little bit more blessed, so we have the options these days. Obviously, there is some systematic you know things going on here and there where certain communities don't get certain foods because they don't want us to live long, which is I, I understand that too. However, food deserts and stuff. Food yep. deserts, yes, I understand that too. However. However, most of us, most of us listening and watching this podcast, we have, we are, we are privileged enough to go get some good food and, and we have the internet at our fingertips to tell us what we should, we can just look up what you should and shouldn't eat. I mean, it, we have to do better. And I feel like we've been leaning on this black don't crack mentality for way too long. Like black do crack, actually. It may take a little bit longer than white to crack. <laughs> like we may not crack at 30. We might start cracking, you know, at 40, 50. Well, but by the time 40, 50 hit, your health is trash. But I can't black even. Black women are dying I'm at sorry, an alarming to interject rate there. I'm from heart disease. There. Because we say um, black don't crack, but I know people that are the same age as me that look 60 because all they want to do is drink and smoke. Okay, that's true. Now. This is this is where I'm getting at though. Walking like, the Walking Dead, you walk around looking like a zombie. That's a true. District Nine project. So we also have to consider that as well. That goes into men's men's mental health because many of us have felt like that was our only way out. I know a, a generation of young people in various cities in Chicago, in Milwaukee, they felt like their only way out is to shoot, kill, steal, sell dope, sell drugs, and do drugs. Pop perks, you 15. They don't understand that they have purpose and destiny because no one has told them so. Yep. They feel like this is their only way out. Yeah. And really, their way out is leading to death. Yeah, that's true. But we don't, I mean, we don't consider it. Like, we don't. Those of us who are educated, even still, like there's a lot of people who just don't, they think that they black won't crack. <laughs> like, oh, I don't need to, I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. Cause I mean, that's what white people do. I don't, I don't need it. Like we've made it such like a stigma in our own community that eating healthy is like, you know, we would talk about how, how we roast each other for good things. Like, man, look at him taking care of his kids. Right. Like, like we do that in our own community. Right. Like, Man, you don't need to eat all that healthy stuff. You could just eat some pork chops. You'd be all right. Like, we do that. You don't need to drink no water, man. Just get this crown. <laughs> like, dude, like, you're dying. You don't even know what's wrong with your body. You just think everything that you're going through is okay. We get so used to living a, a mediocre or less life. We get used to being unhealthy and just chalk it up to, oh, everybody got that problem. We all go through that. Uh, I mean, I can't sleep at night, but it's okay. Do you want to talk about why you don't sleep at night? Yeah. Or, eh, like my back just be randomly hurting every now and then, but it ain't nothing. Like, mm, your back isn't supposed to feel like that. Like, yep. you know what I mean? So we just, we shrug things off. Like, oh, I can handle this. It's fine. Everybody in my family is like this. That doesn't mean that it's good. That don't mean it's normal. Your body isn't supposed to go through certain things. And we just be letting it go through anything. And not fix it because our grandmama said, oh, that's normal, baby. You be all right. Yep. Like, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. And yep. I, I made it. I made a promise to myself because no disrespect to my family at all. I love all of them. 
But like a lot of the men in my family were preachers and a lot of them died before their time, or at least not in a good way. Most of them were sick. And I just, I saw that too much. And I'm like, if I can at least control a little bit of this, I'm going to make sure my husband is not one of those men who give their life to God and devote all their time to other people, but never take care of themselves. Ain't happening in my house. Absolutely not. So I'm like, all right, bet. So you can go to the doctor. <laughs> We're going to the doctor. Uh, I'm going to make you a chiropractor appointment. Um, we're going to get all your stuff checked out, um, because we're, we're not about to, we're not about to play this game. I'm not losing you to cancer, any type of illness, mental health problems. You are not going to be out here acting a fool on me. Cause we, everything is we. So if you sick, I'm sick. All right. So we going to the doctor. That's real though. If I'm not, if I'm not operating at a healthy capacity, that limits us. It limits us. And that's another realization I had right before you was turning 30, I was like, you know, um, a few years, you, everybody knows this, a few years like back, I started doing my little health journey or whatever, trying to get my body right. Cause I'm like, okay, stuff ain't working right. I need to go to the doctor. And so I was trying to get all my health and stuff together. And then I realized like, I never gave space for you. And this is not like saying you didn't do it right, but I didn't give space for you to like share your piece about it. Like, are you okay? Like that, I'm doing all this stuff for me, and I'm like, but is Cam okay? Maybe, maybe we should figure out what's going on with Cam too. So I'm like, you know what? Let's get your health checked out. Let's see what's going on with you. How can we improve your health? What's some things we can work on? You know, to make sure that we're both at optimal health. Because but that I can't came. Be, I can't be at optimal health if you're not at optimal health because we're one. So that's true. But that also came with us being in community with other healthy people yes. that have gone through some of the similar things that we were dealing with because True. society makes everyone believe that if you're having any type of issues and you're married, then that the woman needs it's, to go. It's hit. the woman's problem. And that's not it, true either. And it's like, it could be the man. So it many times man. it's the man. So many times. And we don't consider, we don't consider all of the things that could be going on in a man's body. Obviously women's bodies are way more complex, you know? Um, but men go through things too. And, it's, and, and it's, we have to consider that. On one end, it's like like men can't have issues right. with their health right, and reproductive organs or blood pressure or heart or prostate. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Even though black men deal with prostate cancer more than any group of people on the face of the earth. Yeah. That also comes with bad experiences. So you can have, my dad says this. He had a bad experience with a dentist when he was in the army or when he got out of the army. And that messed him up from the moment he got out of the army until he was a, a middle-aged man. Mm-hmm. Same thing same thing with my dad, too. And he was like, son, Doctor, he, Dr. He, PTSD. Would, he would tell me, he was like, listen, man, take care of your teeth because I had one bad experience. And that just that. that so you just one experience mm-hmm. can set you back or mess you up for so many years because... It's like black men, like nah, you ain't about to do me like this or nah, like I ain't trying to experience I ain't going. that. I'm never doing you that. Know, again. I, you know, I can do bad by myself. Yep. Being cheated in the system. Yeah. Uh, makes you not want to go back. Makes you not want. Make like nah. You can't trust a system that cheated you or doesn't want you to prosper. Even don't like you. Even this, right? I was talking to someone that that is a member at at my country club, and uh, he started a different venture, and he was 
you know, he's in wealth management. He was asking me, you know, about, you know, who did I use or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, you know, the guy we had, you know, we thought it was sweet, but then, you know, another person who was trying to get us to work with him was sending us stuff about the other guy. And then I was like, okay, well, if y'all finna be like this, then I'm out. Like, because it's a bad experience. And so then it's like, now, you know, so many other men have ex- experienced the same thing where it's like, are you trying to sell me on something? Or are you trying to get, you trying to get a leg up on me? Are you trying to get over on me? Well, I'm going to just pull my money out and I'm going to just have my cash underneath my mattress. Yeah. And then you got a man who ain't got no credit, who <laughs> don't trust the bank. Don't trust. I mean, like that is, that's real. It's so real. It's, it's so, so real. real. It's so real. so real. And then that's why we have like so many men who don't, understand finances at all because men that don't look like them ain't explaining to them how to do it right or even how to work the system because the system wasn't set up for them to begin with so now we got a whole bunch of people who don't know how to use their finances correctly we right. didn't know how to use Whereas our finances correctly the others who are the majority they're teaching their sons and their children as t- as they're teenagers. putting they're making them uh uh um they're making them a secondary authorized, account, authorized. Author, right, an authorized user on their big accounts as soon as they get out the womb. Yep. And now they get out, you know, and they're 13 and they got an 850 credit score. Yeah. <laughs> and they can go out and buy whatever they want because they have someone who understands what's happening. And then they're teaching and training the next generation, Generational the, their wealth. legacy, their, uh, 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 their child, their son, their inheritance. They're teaching them the ropes. So then when they get older, now, like, it's second nature to them. Like, yeah, I'm going to use my credit card and I'm going to make sure it doesn't go over 20%, really, uh, uh, some 10%. of them 10%. And they have multiple cards that they just keep they under 18 10%. Cards by the time they're 20. And their credit line and their credit history is so vast and so big. It's like, well, you can, you can get whatever you want. Yep. They have a leg up. And then we over here struggling at 25, trying to figure out how the heck credit works. Oh, now everybody figuring out about stocks. So now we all trying to figure out stocks and ain't doing it right. And right. y'all mad at Bitcoin and, and Dogecoin. And it's just yep. <laughs> like, we don't know what the yep. heck's going on because yep. we just learned about it two days ago. Yep. And we all talk about that. We all talk about the same stocks. So by, by the, the time, time we, we talk about it, it, it's already, you, you didn't already missed out on it. Biggest... <laughs> so now we don't put our money in something that ain't going to make no money. For us, behind. we're behind. We're not putting any money back into our own communities. We're not putting any money into the hands of people that can really help us. And we don't really know what to do with the money that we already have. Nope, because nobody taught us because the system wasn't set up for us. Trauma. And this is where the trauma comes in. And then you realize, dang, now I got to find one of these jokers to marry. Trauma. And he got all these traumas from all this foolery. That's going on in his life, and he don't know nothing from nothing. Did nobody teach him all this hateration? And it's like that's is so sad. But but this is what I'm saying though. Like, when do men ever get the chance to even voice all of that? It just be in their head. Community, or so I I think one of the things that helped me in a sense growing up was that you know I've been blessed. Not everybody has this testimony. I've been blessed to be a part of a church community where. You are blessed. The men, we had a strong men's ministry. Very uncommon. Even from a child growing up, like I wasn't old enough to go, but I would always come back or my dad would always come back home from the men's camping trips. They would have uh, covenant brothers meeting. This was called covenant brothers where they get together and we talk about men's stuff and we would say what happens in covenant brothers stays in covenant brothers. So when we talk, when somebody opens up and they're vulnerable, 
honest and transparent and they talk about some stuff that they're dealing with, what we get together and we get in a circle and we literally pray. Like we we pray for them. And it could be you could be a leader or you could be a new member or you could be some dude off the street and you just heard about it. Like we all gonna get together and we're gonna pray for you. And then we're gonna build a community of brothers around you so that if you need assistance or you need help or you need somebody to talk to, you need somebody to pray with you. You need accountability. Accountability, then you have community there. So I've I've experienced that growing up. But even with that, sometimes it's still if you're going through something or you've experienced something outside of the group, you may not feel comfortable because it's like, ah, well, you know, brothers, we deal with this uh, uh, no snitching type mentality where even if something happened directly to you, you may not voice what happened to you for the sake of protecting how other people view the other individual or whatever. It's like, well, I, you know, I don't want y'all to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that, I know that to be true for me. It's like, well, I don't, you know, as much as I want to say, or, you know, as, as time grows on, goes on and I develop an understanding of how important my mental health is and the things that I've experienced and trauma that I've experienced to talk about openly. It's like, well, I don't want the thing that I experienced to mess up somebody else's life or to change your view of how you look at other people because, you know, I, I feel like I'm past it to a certain extent, but then like, I don't want y'all like every time you see such and such, now you looking at that person sideways. Like, yeah. uh huh. And then it's like, Oh, you know, that person gonna be like, well, where did this come from? Because life has happened to them and they, you know, they've experienced some hardships or whatever, whatever. And they're not going to be expecting, you know, this news, big news to come out that such and such and such and such happened to such and such and such and such. Yeah. But that's why it's so important for people, for you to have, like at least one person or two people where you can really trust them and you know they're not going to say nothing. You know what I mean? Like if you tell me, I'm not going to say anything, obviously, because I'm your pillow partner. Like we have pillow talk. So like I'm going to keep that to myself because that's your information and I'm not going to tell nobody. And I'm and you know me, I'm not going to look at nobody differently because of what you told me. So that's why it's so important for like for men to have people that can support them that are confidants and that you can trust or that they can trust so that they don't feel like they have to be not snitching on nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really important. But I also wanted to highlight something because you, what you were talking about with covenant brothers and all of that. I love that you have also taken that outside of church and done that in your own friend groups to where like you've been accountable for your friends and you've tried to, you know, you have preacher friends and stuff who are kind of in the same you know, phase of life that you're in yeah. where like y'all call each other and that's your bro. And like, you just have real talk with them or, you know, like you'll be like, Hey bro, like call me if you need something, call me if you about to go through something and you know, that's stupid and you, you don't want to do it. Call me and no, I'll talk I, you off the ledge. I, like, I definitely, I've person. had that conversation with several people. Like, listen, yes, you're that person. Call me like, no, 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 no. matter what if you about you to feel, do. If you feel like, listen, I'm not going to judge you at all. But if you feel like you about to do something that's about to change the destiny of your life, yeah. call me. Yeah. Okay. If you feel like you can't call your daddy, you feel like you can't call me. Okay. You don't have any natural brothers. I'm your brother. I will come get you. If I am in town, I will come get you or I will send some, I will ask the Lord to send a chariot <laughs> <laughs> to come get drop you. Drop a spaceship Lord and drop your pin. Beat and me up Scotty. Listen, somebody going to be there. Yes. 
Yes. And I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And I love to see that in your friend group, but also like, it's like black men don't get the opportunity to to do that with their friends a lot. It's like a lot of dudes, just yes, men. And they'd be like, Hey, you, you finna go smash shardy. Like I'm gonna be your wingman. Like I'm gonna stand at the door while you do something crazy. Like 13 reasons. (laughs) Like, I don't know why that just popped in my head, but like, that's what happens. It's like, even if they don't think it's right, they still gonna say yes because they've gone through things and they didn't think it was right. So they're like, well, I've been through this. So I can't really judge homie for what he about to do. So like, I'm not gonna tell him it's wrong. Like, nah, bro, you can hold people accountable. Like that's okay. But I appreciate like that you're doing that. And even if that's just, you're the small percentage of men in the world who do that. I mean, at least it's changing something because Men need that. Like they need support. They need groups where they can be open, honest, and transparent with each other. Um, and you know, they have the space to be real and get the help they need. Cause men be out here struggling. They got feelings, y'all. Sometimes they cry. They do. And that's why I believe it's so important. Cause I believe somebody asked this too. Like it's important that I have my time with my guys. Yes. Guy time. Apart from me. I let him have that. Like it's important because they're not going to talk about certain things in front of me. They don't need it's to. It's just not. I don't need to hear that. That's the bro code. It's the bro code. Like bro it's, code it's is just, okay. It's just not. Bro code is okay when it's healthy. Exactly. Now, if you cheating, lying, deceiving, and conniving, and like, you just not holding each other accountable, and just like, know, yeah, bro, I cheated on nah, my wife too. Nah, Absolutely different. not. That is totally unacceptable, foul, and wrong. But you know. Like, I'll be like, hey, babe, you know, I, I I always communicate with her, though. Hey, babe, talk to my guy today. They want to hoop tonight. We're going to go hoop tonight, whatever. You know, my location's always on, so she know where I'm at. Man, we're going to go hoop. And when I say I'm with somebody, like, I'm really with them. Like, I'm not, yes. <laughs> you yes. know. But I, even though it used to make me mad when we first got married, because I'm like, why are you out spending all your time at night? You could be at home with me. Um I get it now because I understand how impactful those hoop nights have been in some cases where you may have talked somebody off the ledge from doing something real stupid. Um, or you may have helped somebody like it's that's ministry for cam. So I just, or vice versa or vice versa. Right. I mean, it may just be stuff that you need to get off your chest and you know, pretty much everything I do is ministry. Yes. Yes. Like if I'm on the golf course and I'm talking to somebody and they ask me what I do, and then they go to my Instagram. They're going to see me preaching. And they're like, man, that's that's great, man. Like, you're a follower of Christ, man. Like, yeah, how long you been? Blah, blah, blah. So then now now I've opened up the conversation to showcase Jesus to them. Yeah. And they may have never, we've already talked, they may have never experienced somebody like me yep. that loves God the way I do and, hold, and, and um, walk in the, in the way that I do or, or the way I conduct myself. It's a very, or if very I'm, effective sneak attack. If I'm getting my hair cut. If, if I'm at the gym working out, if I'm at the gym playing basketball, if I go to the gym with my guys, a totally different gym, aside from the gym that I work out in, if I'm at the golf store, if I'm on a golf trip, like it's literally, I'm like my life yep. is a ministry. So, But I think it's important because, you know, I feel like a lot of men never get the opportunity to come across people who can really, they can really open up to. It's like every time you come home, you're like, people just love opening up to me. <laughs> well, she <laughs> like, sees it when we're on a plane, where we're yes, in the airport. Like, it doesn't matter where he is. It's just like people are going to open up to him and tell them their whole life story. It is whole life. And it's like you've literally been graced to do this. And I'm so, I love that for you because it's not me. Um, but, <laughs> but um, you know, we just really wanted to talk about this, all of this, 
because I feel like one, it can help most because most of y'all are women. I know a lot of women watch this podcast. Men do too. Shout out to my bros. But a lot of women watch this podcast and I want y'all to kind of get a perspective on why our men are in the state that they're in and how we can kind of help. If anything, we can be a little gentler, a little gentler, but also we can try to encourage our men to like get around good guys. You know what I mean? That they can have these kind of conversations with, or at least encourage them to have more conversations like this to where they are looking inwardly dealing with their trauma, taking care of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you are a wife and you got a husband that you love, please give him space and grace because these men be going through stuff like black men are, like he said, they got PTSD, they traumatized. So like we have to be more mindful about the way that we talk to them mm-hmm. and the way that we address them and like just our communication in general, like giving them space to just chill, relax, like you make your home a safe haven, like yep. make your environment at home, like an oasis for them so when they come home from work they not like stressed out even more because you got a thousand things for them to do or you upset because he didn't do xyz sometimes you just need to let him decompress and deal with whatever he was dealing with at work and ask like what are you okay like have sit down have conversations are we good like are you okay are you okay though like i know i got my stuff that i'm going through and i could talk to you all day about it but are you okay like really you know it's so crazy why did you choose that sound? It's not the one I was going for. Obviously not. Okay. I had a revelation earlier today. Here's a thought. <laughs> Here is a thought. It's funny that you, you said that we have to make our homes a safe haven. As I was leaving, uh, going to breakfast with dad, uh, I was listening to the news. Obviously, during golf season, you turn into a big weather guy because you want to make sure that the weather is conducive for your golf. He really be a meteorologist in here watching the weather. Like, I'll be like, why, why are you staring at the weather here's, so hard? <laughs> here is what's so powerful. Certain atmospheres we have, are, we have a golf analogy. are conducive for certain storms. Mm. If the atmospheric pressure, the barometric pressure in the air if you have uh, southwestern winds coming up from the southwest, obviously, and then you have north winds coming from Canada that are a little bit cooler, or they're coming mm, it's a from the northeast. Tornadic, tornadic. Right. It creates high pressure. Some may say this, and if you're flying in the plane, it creates turbulence. turbulence. Oh, my God. I feel my help coming. <laughs> I feel my help coming in here. Yeah. It creates turbulence, a rocky ride. Now, you may be thinking, how can it be a bumpy ride in the air if we are not literally driving on anything? But these, oh, my God, this is so good. I feel the power of God. (laughs) There can be things that you don't see in the atmosphere there because of what's happening from one region and another region. Oh. Mm. And as those winds collide, it's crazy how like air that you cannot see. You can see the effects of it, but you, but you cannot see it air. actually. Yep. Oh, my God, this is good. They can create very strong storms. Yep. It can be rain, tornadoes, high winds, tropical storms. 
And if you're in the southeastern region, tor- uh, uh, hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Now, it's crazy what happens. Another revelation. What happens in the air, how it can affect what happens on the earth. Ooh, oh, my God. How it can affect you in particular. You. What your, happens your body, in the air. Your what mind. Your home. In your, another dimension. Your trees. Can affect what happens, what we do on earth. When it storms, you get wet. When it's raining, you get wet. We were even watching a golf tournament. He was in the car with me, and they said, take shelter now, immediately. There is a tornado that has literally touched ground because of the storms. Take shelter now. Get away from windows. It's the same thing in your house. Your husband, if you uh, wait till your husband get off work, so he come in the house and you didn't created the southwestern winds and your husband come in and he just want to wind down for at least 15 minutes to maybe an hour. Sometimes it take take us a little bit of time. We need it too. And you just keep he like, baby, I need some time. But no, well, why you ain't did it? And now that north northeastern wind came and now your south uh, western wind came and now you've created an atmosphere for a storm to brew. Now you have arguments, you have fights, you have disagreements because you didn't set the atmosphere. You didn't make your home a safe haven. You didn't make your home a place where you can take shelter. Mm. <laughs> that's real though. That's really real. That's all I had to say. Listen, that's, that's all I, that's all I that's got. That's real. Thank but no, you. that's something to consider. It's something Thank to consider. Thank you so much for, you know, allowing us this hour to, you know, discuss the topic of men's health and men's mental health because it's it's, it's important so necessary. It's important. And I feel like people get so like they don't like to address men or talk about men's anything because women have been, you know, obviously we, we have been pushed to the back burner or whatever, however you feel about it. If you're a feminist, I get it. Um, but also at the same time, I feel like we also have to consider our men too. They got to live on this earth with us. It's not like we can just get rid of them. We need them as much as we don't want to admit it. We do need men. Okay. We need them. They make up the unit. And it's like, without them, we can't do anything because we stop. It stops with the, do you, you know what I'm trying to say? Yep. Um, we just wanted to have this conversation because it's very important. And obviously this is an open discussion. However you may feel, please put it in the comments. We love conversations. Even if, you have an opposing view, absolutely leave your comment below. Be respectful, though, or I will block you. <laughs> um, but yes, we love when you guys open up these conversations and share this with someone because I feel like it'll be very helpful, especially for our men. Share it with your men folk. All right. Um, and I highly, highly, highly encourage you to just continue to pray for everyone, but also in, including especially the men because they need it. They need it. They get forgot about. They get pushed to the back burner. We didn't know about men's mental health until the end of June. And now it's over. By the time y'all watch this, it's going to be July and their time is up. <laughs> so let's continue this conversation throughout the year. All right. We need it. Um, but Jess, do you want to give your outro? Once again, thank you guys for watching this episode of Everything Is We. Come on. I need you to do me a favor. Go ahead and hit the thumbs up button. Just do that for us. It helps out the YouTube algorithm. Those of you that are listening uh, on all of the various 
uh, uh, podcast platforms. Thank you for tuning in, listening. Go ahead and give us a nice rating. Uh, go ahead, drop something uh, in the in, in the in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube. Let us know what you're feeling about this. How do you feel? Do you feel like men's mental health has been overlooked uh, for the last several years? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> also, we will begin to stream live for our Patreon members. Yes, we will. This setup that we're doing right we now will be live. Setup going. Everything is sounding crispy. Have y'all noticed a, a difference in the sound quality? Since we have the new board, you can't see the board anymore because, you know, we, we wanted to bring back some people the, said they liked the, the clean and minimal. Some people did. But yes, we want you to join Patreon because we are going to start streaming live. We do edit this podcast um, for content purposes. However, if you want to get all of the the shakeups, you want to see it mess live ups, and uncut, live and uncut the raw versions with no ads. We will be sharing that with our Patreon members. So if you want to join Patreon to see the live raw uncut Vicky and Cam, then Join us on Patreon. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's it. Love you guys. God bless you. May God's grace and peace, favor, follow you everywhere you go. Your family, your children, and their children, and their children. Yes. May his presence go before you and behind you. All around you. And within you. He is with he you. He is with you. He is He's with, with you. you. In the morning. In the morning. In the evening. In the evening. In your coming. In your coming. And you're going. And you're going. You gotta sing like a white boy. In your weeping. We love you. And rejoicing. God bless. He is for we out. you. He is for you. <laughs>